I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. As always, we have Shona Watson here with us, and I'm Kay Janes, and we're so happy to have you here with us this morning with something that is going to be an answer to one of the most common questions I get asked when parents are really stressed. And the question that I get asked all the time, and we're going to jump right into this, is how can I get my kid to do hard things? I don't know, as a parent, Shauna, have you had that question come to your mind? Have you ran into times where that was a question that you had? Many times. All right. And it's and it's around different things, right? Every set of parents has hard things they wish their kids would do, but the principle is the same. So by the end of this podcast, our promise to you guys is that you'll have some principles and some truths that do help kids do hard things. Great. So, um, of all the things that we could say around this, I have found there are a couple things that are um, hard to do, but it's like I said, there's a principle and a truth around it. And it has to come actually around another question. The question is this that I get asked also after I've talked with parents. And what's the and it is, what's the difference between a natural consequence and punishment? Because the same action could be either one. So as you hear those things, what are some of the things that come to your mind? What have you experienced so far about natural consequences you've seen your kids experience or you and your husband have been help, been able to create versus reactionary punishment after something's gone wrong that was unexpected? Well, immediately I went into my teenage brain. <laughs> so, right. I, and then you're like, you and you and Tim, I thought, oh man, I need to switch gears. Because no, in my no, mind, I was right. thinking as a teenager, because no, they that's... feel different. A natural no. consequence versus a punishment. Well, they have some similarities in but terms there is of, a... you know, you have a parent yes. that's going to follow through. It almost doesn't even really matter. But yeah. a reactionary punishment, um, I'm even trying to think of. Um, I can't think of one off the bat. Well, that's all right. I'm intrigued what your teenage thoughts were around it. Oh, because when I would misuse the car, Uh my mom, she was incredible at these. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. She was incredible at following through in a meaningful way. It mattered. And so it was relevant. I I remember one time, I don't even remember what I did. So that's why I was thinking, is it in the natural consequence category, but it worked for me. So I think I misused the car or I did something like that. And then I had to walk to school and I went to school in the middle of winter. I was in jazz band. So I had to be there at six 30 in the morning. <laughs> so it's dark. And most parents would think I could never yes. let my kid walk or <laughs> whatever. And my, we've laughed because me and I have four sisters and every single one of us, we've had to walk to school and it's not just once it's for at least a week and we have to refuse a ride (laughs) so (laughs) when people pull over and say oh poor kid walking to school (laughs) we have to refuse a ride and people think oh my gosh that mom is so mean (laughs) but it's stuck and we remembered and we knew anyway so i have no idea if that's what you're after but that's what popped in my head you you okay so a couple things to help right right up front follow through is 100 percent necessary Mm -hmm. okay if you do not follow through you lose all your power 
Mm-hmm. Right. And here's the scary thing when we don't follow through. A kid will push. Is once they realize you will not follow through and that you'll give in, they'll push and they'll get extreme until you follow through and give in. So you've opened yourself up for some major uncomfortable, hard interactions with your kid if you don't follow through. If you haven't followed through in the past, you can start following through now. You just need to know that it's going to take some time for the kid to realize, oh man, they're serious. Yes, because they actually want you to follow they through. They do. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah, they don't, but then they do. They do. The yeah. part of them that is the core need that needs yes. to feel safe, they, they actually want. In fact, the more I observe this, when a kid doesn't see follow through, they'll push you to extremes because they want you to get to a point where you will follow through so they have that security. So that's a good thing to know. There's a whole podcast we could do on on that. But So here's here's what I found is the difference between a natural consequence that's effective and a reactionary punishment that just makes things worse. Okay. So first of all, natural consequences, there's a ton of them that are built in that you and I don't have to create as parents. Right. For example, if you do not do your homework, you get a bad grade. As parents, we don't create that, but we need to follow through and let that happen. I was an administrator at a school. I cannot tell you how many times I got a phone call that went like this. Mr. James, I just want to talk about my kids' grades. Okay, great. What's going on? Well, he got an he's getting an F right now, but I don't know if that's you know, there's so much going on in our family right now. I don't think he should have an F. Well, has he done any of his work? Well, no, but they've got... So you want me to raise the grade without your kid doing any of the work because you guys have stuff going on in your family? Well, uh, well, I don't know how... Does that make sense? And then they'd get mad when we wouldn't do it. Right? Or it was the teacher. They'd blame the teacher, right? Well, my kid doesn't like the teacher, so your kid's not doing his homework because he doesn't like his teacher? And... Here's a parent when we are really weak and we make really poor decisions around this. When our kid gets emotional and cries, Mm. right? The kid crying because, and life is hard. Things are hard. But when the kid says, I can't do it. This is too hard. It's like, it's game over. The parents are now like, well, I'll do anything to make you not have to feel this pain. And this is what parents don't realize. Kids know they can do that. And they are not mature enough to not use that selfishly and go there. And quite honestly, too, kids are naturally, especially adolescents, they're they're emotional anyways. There's so many emotions going on that, you know, if they have friends that aren't talking to them and then... That's making life hard. And then they're not getting bad grades. When you ask about their grades, they're going to start crying because there's so many other things going on. So it's super important to look at your kid's life and all the stuff that's going on. And when they're not following through with something they should follow through because it's hard and then they start crying, don't, it can't, the fix is not going to be you take away the natural consequence. Yes, man, this is taking me back to all my youth, Cade, because now I'm thinking of, because when you're talking about homework and a bad grade, a lot of parents are going to do like what you talked about, Yeah. but the word that keeps, the phrase that's been spinning around in my mind a ton the last few weeks is being 100% responsible, mm-hmm. and you know, I was thinking back to fifth grade, and our teacher, our elementary school was getting ready to close down, the district was going to close it, so I think it's where they sent all the teachers that 
We're also going to close. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. My mom has since told me. Anyway, and my fifth grade teacher, it was, we could do whatever we wanted. And as a kid, we liked it, but yeah, we didn't like but it. You did it. But it was out of control. I never did my homework. Anyway, fast forward to the end of the school year. I had bad grades and I knew, I knew I was capable of more and I'm not some genius or anything, but I mean, you can yeah, get a good you know, grade. Yeah. And my mom found out and she walked in there with me and, and she's the type of parent that uh, isn't going to say, I mean, she's going to throw, she's going to make me 100% responsible. Yeah. She's going right? to throw you under the bus, not the teacher. Yes. And yeah. that was the feeling I got. I had to, for one month into the summer, I had to do all the past assignments. I had to do all of the yeah. things, you know, because the teacher and the teacher's always like, "Ooh, that's a little rough." Ooh, that like my <laughs> my, you know, and she and my mom is like, "No, she needs to do this. This is what she didn't do. She didn't fulfill her responsibility." Yeah. Because so often the message in the world right now is we like to look at agency. We look like to look at the freedom of choice. Especially in America, we love freedom, but you can't look at it by itself. You have to have it with responsibility. Yeah, the consequences. You can't. Yeah. yeah, the consequences are attached. You can't have good consequences without following through with what's required to get those. Yeah, and what happened every single time? Because I, all of these examples are coming to my mind. My little sisters learned from watching me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in a lot of ways, at least the one right below me, she would watch and say, "Oh my gosh, Shauna, just do your homework." Oh my gosh, Shauna, just. Yeah. But. What I knew doing that homework, was I mad at my mom? Yes. Did I act annoyed? Yes. But deep down, what happened is the self-respect I had yeah. completely changed. That is what I walked out of there knowing. Oh, okay. No, I actually have to do the things that I'm supposed to do. It was my self-respect that changed because she required something, um, a consequence to come along with that. Okay. Now that brings up something super important because people are like, why are kids today so lazy? You just actually hit it on the head. They're not lazy. They don't have any self-respect. They don't feel like they matter enough to follow through with the things in their life. I've had so many experiences here working with these kids where they'll be like, well, I'm not going to work because I'm tired. It's like, and, and the thing is, it's not that they're actually that tired. They just don't. And they, there's two things. They don't have enough self-respect to go, man, that's embarrassing if I don't go to work just because I'm tired. Like that's an inner thing. That's an inner integrity thing. And the other reason is they don't know that because they've been able to stay home because they're tired. Yeah. And that's, they've yes. been able to not have to do it. And somebody will call in for them and say, sorry, my kid's not feeling good. When it's like your kid's just tired because he stayed up last night too late doing something stupid. <laughs> okay. So, so that kid's like, wow. I can suck and it's okay. And again, they like it, but they hate it. They like it, but they hate it. And here's the other thing parents don't know. If you've enabled your kids, they will despise you. Mm -hmm. And they have no respect for you either because you can't respect that. You can't respect yourself or the people that have allowed you to be that way. Now, there are going to be parents that have adult kids or adolescent kids that are really deep into this. There's going to be parents listening to this that have enabled their kids since they were young. And... First of all, I'm sorry that you're now living the consequences of that, but not sorry. And you need this. And if you want your adult experience with your kids to be any different, you need to start applying this right now. Or you're going to, this is just one of those things that it's like, there's no cushioning this. Like this is real and it's significant. And if you want to change it, you got to apply these things and it's going to take some time. And people also ask me this, okay, this is a question I got the other day. How young 
do kids, should they be, that you let them experience natural consequences? Right? Like if your three-year-old just learned to ride a bike, didn't put the helmet on, they're driving down the driveway into traffic, Mm -hmm. do you let them experience the natural consequences? Little, little, little kids, there's a little bit of a difference because there's no cognitive ability in that kid to understand some of the natural consequences. They don't, they, they cognitively can't understand it and they don't have enough experience to understand it. So my three-year-old gets on his little pedal bike. It's not even a pedal bike. It's one of those, he just uses his legs on the ground and goes shooting down the driveway and I see cars coming. I'm like, like, uh, he needs to go through this. I'm going to let him learn. No, you run down there and grab him before the car runs him over. The problem is parents are equating the equal amount of damage to a kid getting a bad grade as their kid getting ran over in the street. And that's not true. If your kid flunks a grade because they didn't do work, let them redo the grade. Even if they have to go back, does that make sense? Like that's where parents I see are not realistic because their own fears make them make them think that natural consequences are going to destroy their kid. And they think that the reality is watching your kid go through the natural consequences makes you uncomfortable. And here's the thing that it bothers me the most and I hear it the most. It's a reflection on them. You don't want, you know, if your kid's flunking, instead of just acknowledging that your kid wasn't a good student, you come up with excuses because it may look like that means you're not a good parent, right? If your kid didn't get good grades. And that's so embarrassing and parents take that so personal, they make up crazy crap to justify it instead of just being with it like, no, it's my kid didn't do what he needed. I probably could have helped him more. I didn't, but that's just what it is. But this is on my kid. And I don't know how to put into words how bad this has saturated our society, but I'm. it's getting so rare now to see a parent that allows their kids to experience natural consequences that the few times I see it, I'm, it's just a breath of fresh air for me because all I see is the opposite. Right? And we're talking good parents. Good parents that do not let their kids experience what your mom let you experience over and over. <laughs> over and over. And over <laughs> And I, by the way, my raising was very, very similar. I, you know, if I, I remember being at practices or school and being mad at the teacher because something didn't go the way. And I didn't ever tell my dad or my mom because I would have gotten in trouble. I mean, it was never, and, and I'll give you a good example. So I played sports my whole life. My dad was a coach on a very high level and an athlete on a very high level. And I had little league coaches that were not. Right. So he knew things they didn't. So he'd come and watch. And it was obvious there was things. There was even times where coaches were teaching us stuff that wasn't necessarily helpful and even might have hurt a little bit. But you know what was interesting? He never, ever, ever let us bag on our coaches. Hmm. And he never bagged on our coaches. Because he appreciated and knew the effort they took. So it taught me, like, you don't question your coach. You just do what you're told. He, there was times where he'd say, okay, come here. There's some footwork things I can help you with that will help support what the coach is doing. Not to replace it, but these little things will help the coach. So the same thing as you, I learned like you don't you don't bag on the other adults. Like, because if you're gonna bag on the adults in my house, you're just gonna get in trouble again. <laughs> and I got spanked a couple times by the neighbors. Dude, you think I was going to go home and tell my parents I got spanked by the neighbors? Because I would have got way harder spanked for getting spanked. At the neighbors, and then I would have been told to go back and do service for them. There was no way they weren't going to get mad at my neighbors. I was the one in trouble getting spanked by the neighbors because they knew, they knew I was 
Times have changed a little bit, oh, haven't man. they? Oh, man. Can you imagine now <laughs> if a neighbor spanked a kid? Oh, the cops would be involved, man. My house, it was like, uh-uh, I ain't telling you anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing to remember is resiliency, because that's a really a lot of what we're talking about, too, is resiliency is built, and it is a muscle, and it yep. is only comes through some type of stress, some type of challenge, some type of um, everything we're talking about yep. here. And so... You, I mean, even on this podcast, you guys have heard sometimes sometimes I'm great at follow through and sometimes I'm not. And so recognizing a big thing for me when I can tell, because there's no parent that doesn't want their kid to be capable. Yes. That's, every parent Every time wants I ask that. this question, you want your kid, what's more important when your kid leaves his house? Do they have accomplishments or capacity? Every single person says capacity and very few people live that way. Yeah, well, it's because we just have our stuff that gets in the way. And so I think that's where parenting is such an incredible opportunity for you to learn about you, to be aware of what's coming up. Okay, what is keeping me from helping this kid that I love and want to be capable to be responsible? Because it's our stuff that gets in the way. Oh, no. Well, we keep using the wording natural consequences and punishment. So when somebody asks me, how do you know? it's natural consequences versus punishment when it does involve you. Cause like the one, there's some natural consequences parents don't have to create like grades, right? Like that's, there's a system there. Um, friends, there's certain things if your kid does or doesn't do their friends are going to react. There's natural consequences there. And then as a parent, you can just support it. Right. Well, there are natural consequences that are created. Here's the key. If you want to create natural consequences versus punishment with your kids, one of the keys is like with your example with the car, your mom and you, your mom probably had some boundaries and guidelines set around the car, right? There's things that, so those were, they're preemptive. Does that make sense? And then here's the other key is with your kid, if together you come up with the natural consequences as in you ask your kid, you know, if you don't get back home on time after curfew, what do you think a natural consequences is? And they're in on it, on deciding that. Now those are natural consequences. So then when they do show up late, you know what's great too? You don't have to argue in those moments when it's been preemptively decided, right? Now some things will happen that you haven't planned. Like I did things my parents never planned on. And it's like, okay, what the heck do I do now? You know, how do I... So this is what makes it not a punishment, but a natural consequence when it's something you weren't expecting. After it happens, you have the same conversation you would have preemptively. You just have it after. It's like, okay, you did this. Obviously, it's not good. What should the consequences be? You know, what's a healthy consequence to what has already happened that will help you understand the importance of this? And if your kid's a sneaky little fart, they might be like, well, you know, I think I deserve a back rub and some ice cream, and then I probably should go to bed a little earlier. You know, (laughs) it's like, no, that's not how it works. And you can, you'll know that. Many times kids, especially when they feel guilty and you haven't flipped out yet, they just feel guilty and you ask them to come up with the punishment, what happens? Oh, it's usually way worse. Way worse. So sometimes you have to navigate it a little closer. But that is not, see how different that is than a reactionary punishment. Yeah. And something else that's coming into my mind is I've sat with clients and parents, especially when you start to feel maybe even a little desperate around wanting to help them learn something, you know, because a lot of my clients had to do with pornography and so forth, but it doesn't really matter what subject it is. I started to notice 
that if you are doling out consequences and then, okay, now you're ungrounded, kind of like in a king-like yeah. way, you're grounded, you're not grounded. It's a kind of a, I, I don't know, it takes, it takes a, there's a loss of control and power that I think the kid needs to keep. Let me explain what I mean. So instead, giving a way to say, all right, you did this. The consequence to that is this. You can earn it back. By these ways, be very specific. These yeah. many days, this many times, whatever it is to help them feel, because you're trying to help them be responsible and take accountability and yeah. to do something. And when you're just, you're grounded, you're ungrounded. Yes, because, because I've just here's decided, why. The key is they need to be battling themselves, not you. Yeah. So you earn it back. Yeah. It's totally up to them how quickly they earn That's it right. back. And so you, it allows you to kind of be more of a facilitator role than a dictator. Absolutely. By the way, government agencies, that's why they're so bad and that's why their policy manuals are so big because they're reactionary. And they think the more rules they make up, the more regulations they put in, then it makes people do better and it does the exact opposite. And, yeah. and how, many, how many government procedures and policies are not followed through on and that we don't know? I mean, you know. Just take the contracts we sign when we buy a new phone. How many people know what's actually in those contracts? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like 10 pages long. I don't even know what's in there. And so if your kid feels like that, like they live within the home of a government agency, like you're just full of rules and laws and there's no teeth to it, then like you said, there is no power. Well, I this is, this is something that um, this is 100% you have to live this to be able to teach this. And what I, what I mean by that is it is hard as a parent to let your kid experience natural consequences. It is hard to follow through, but isn't that what we're trying to teach them to do is to do hard things. So if they see that you and I can't do the hard thing of following through and letting them deal with the consequences, there's going to be no power when you invite them to do hard things. Yeah. And it'll feel, it feels uncomfortable in your system when you're not used to that. And yeah. It'll grow and, Oh, I love it. I love it. It will grow. And it gets to a point where you're just like, oh, yeah, they messed up. They're going to, this is, I. it's one of my, just so you know, here with our people here, it's my favorite thing when something goes sideways. And when something doesn't, somebody didn't follow through yesterday and I was like, perfect. It's going to, now we can work through it. And it gets exciting. So, well, until next time, good luck in all your efforts that you're doing. Remember that your efforts are always going to have positive effect if you're doing the best that you can. Good luck applying what we're doing. Please share what we're doing with other people and um, what we're working towards. And the next month is we're going to have our first live face-to-face where you can ask questions and interact with us. And um, we'll do our first live broadcast. We're going to do it once a month and we're going to have an opportunity to see and meet some of you. And we look forward to that. I can't wait to hear some of the unique circumstances and problems people are having the questions they're going to ask i think that'll be great so be aware of that we'll have more information on that over the next couple of weeks but until next time keep going and you're doing a great job